Hey everybody, this is Josh. Uh, today's going to be a little bit different. Um, so last week was the election and that caught my attention a lot. And so I didn't really have time or I really wanted to focus on, I really wanted to focus on the election, had my eyes glued to CNN and I saw the map a lot. Um, you know, of like everybody pointing to the same things over and over again to the same states. Um, and now I know a lot of Pennsylvania county names than I thought I ever would before visiting uh, Pennsylvania. Um, but I wanted to go over this this article that I was uh, given. It's called Trump Has Weaponized Masculinity as President. Here's why it matters. And so I thought, hey, maybe this will fit right in with the show. Um, so a few things. This is not going to be edited. If it is, it's not going to be edited a lot. So it's going to be all over the place. But I have some notes. Um, it's a very good article. It's from NPR, and it's from um, October twenty eighth. But I don't know really where to start. But here's here we go. So there's some classic toxic masculinity in our forty fifth president um, through many things through what he says what he tweets. And so I'm going to start with what he tweeted this one time where he says, one thing that he tweeted, it says, it states, please inform him, meaning Jim Kim Jong-un, that I ha- that I too have a nuclear button, but it is much bigger. Now, as a starting point for this, um, as men, we are, as men, we value pretty much ourselves a lot of the time based on the sizes of the objects that we can own or just maintain or that we have, if those are the right words. Like we, we, we can care about the size of our car, our house, even our dog. You know, a German Shepherd looks more intimidating than a Chihuahua, you know. Um, and it's the same thing. Like if you see a man walk a Chihuahua, you kind of, there's a certain thought to it possibly, which is unfortunate. And then, of course, even our own body parts from our arms, our triceps, our muscles, our legs, and the obvious, you know. Um, Because if something is big, then it's powerful, or it's scary, or it's intimidating. So then if we're one of those things that we're telling the world that I'm I'm tough, I'm a a man, so don't mess with me, um, which actually I think really shows the exact opposite, is that um, we're just all insecure, and so we place it. We place the insecurity inside of a thing or our body parts that are huge, and so we value ourselves based off of those sizes. Um, another thing that I read is that um, Trump only went over jobs that he. It seems like he only cares for men and their jobs since he said we're getting your husbands back to work. Okay, a lot of things to unpack. One. It implies that women are still at work holding it down, which is actually a positive towards women. Um, Even through the pandemic, they're still going to work. Um, And number two, and that everything will be back to normal because men will be back to work as if it's not normal to have men not working and women working or everything will be everything will be fine once men go back to work. And it's just disgusting. Like, it's ridiculous in how he has highlighted professions such as manufacturing, mining, and construction, but has virtually ignored what they call, which uh, 
quote unquote pink collar, which I'd never heard this term until this um, this uh, article. Um, it says in the article where workers in a female dominated role, such as like care oriented jobs like nursing and health aides, like you don't really see him like donning, you know, like a mask and scrubs next to other doctors. Rather, you see him wearing like a hard hat and sitting behind a wheel of a semi. And it's just funny just thinking about these words about hard hat and construction. And obviously, there are women who do construction and there are men who are nurses and doctors. Um, but there's still just a majority of a lot of men are in construction, mining, manufacturing. And a lot of women are in these uh, are in nursing and hate and being health aides, which I think are obviously very important. So I don't know why they're getting the short end of the stick. Um, and if you sit behind the wheel of a, of a semi, then you just look tough or you look rugged, you know, like, like you have a, um, like you have, uh, like if you have a, like a Ford truck for say, like really, it's like really big and you have like, um, like the scruff or like the five o'clock shadow and you have like the wife beater which is a, a great term for a, a shirt. It's a stupid term. Um, but as long as it's like, if mine's bigger than yours sucks, because if I have a truck, then if you have a Corolla, then the perception could be, oh, the man with a truck is obviously, you know, more masculine. So he's tougher. So he's more of a man. Um, and then also one thing that I remember is that in remember in the first of the horrible debates where Biden hinted at him being stupid or, or somehow the word stupid came out or like I think he said maybe you could have been stupid or, or something and then Trump like it was like a red like switch went off and he started like started to go off but then something it didn't finish because they're kept on uh, talking over each other um, and it's because we care about how smart we are to others even myself, I, I, I don't like looking stupid. I don't think anybody looks, anybody likes looking stupid, but we, that we can't, we can't look stupid, especially as men. We can't look stupid. We can't, we can't look weak. And it's funny how I keep saying the words, how we look when we care about how other people perceive us, how we look to others. Even though I know if I ask a question about something I don't know, I don't feel stupid. That doesn't make me stupid because I'm asking a question. It just means that I'm wanting to know something that I don't know. Not everybody in this world knows everything. Um, but we tell ourselves, oh, if I ask too many questions, like if, were you ever in like middle school or high school where you didn't want to ask too many questions because you were afraid that you'd be one, like annoying or a teacher's pet or you would look dumb because you ask so many questions? Now being the reverse, now being a teacher myself, when I when I see a student ask those questions, I'm like, good for them. They're trying to find out things. But to us men, if we're not taught if we're not taught any of this really well, um, we'll just hold it in, and it'll fester. Um, yeah, like if I like if I was learning if I was learning on how to stop a pandemic, I myself would listen to Fauci and other doctors and scientists, especially because I don't know anything about it. But unfortunately, we had a president who could have done better, but let his toxic masculinity grow in order to serve himself and not others. Why? Because he didn't want to look weak or seem stupid.
And so he did all the things, he said all the things in order to appear, to have an image of, of hardness or being tough, which is literally the definition of toxic masculinity. And it helps nobody. It literally helps nobody. And in any, if it's your best friend, if it's yourself, if you're the president, like it's, it doesn't help anybody. It doesn't, there's no like forgiveness at some point. It's like, no, that's just, that's very toxic. It's very toxic and it's very destruct destructive. Um, and the way people perceive you, it doesn't always mean that it's true. We just listen to those opinions and then we can start to believe them, which manifests itself into negativity and, and harm to others potentially because we have to prove something to people. You know? Um, yeah, it's basically like everything, basically everything is gendered in this world, in this, um, in this article. And that if something is feminine, it's misconstrued as being weak. And if something is masculine, it is tough. You know, when, when he got the, when, when Trump got, when he, when he got COVID and he came back, one of the first things he said was in an, uh, was like in an ad that said, don't let it dominate you. Don't be afraid of it. And it's just like, well, okay, well, you're the president. You have all this special medicine because you're the president, so you're given a special thing. So whether you're cured or, like, you don't have it anymore, who knows at this point, um, it's not the same thing. It's not like people can go to Walter Reed Hospital for four days and get the same treatment as you because you're a special, special, quote-unquote, um person so it's just easy like look at me i did it so everybody can just relax and it just instills fear and it puts a mask to like well look at me i defeated it quote unquote so i'm strong and so if you have it for longer than i do it could we could probably think oh i'm weak and so i'm not doing enough and i gotta i gotta do something to prove something to someone so I, so I can't have it. I can't have it for, for, for five days. Um, also, with Tommy Loren saying to to Joe Biden, like, do you carry a purse with that mask? Which is ridiculous. Um, I, never, I remember I posted about that saying, like, oh, if a woman says it, is it still toxic masculinity? And a lot of people said it's half of, like, toxic masculinity and half internalized misogyny. And so... It just says like, oh, since you have a mask, you're being weak. And so if you're weak, that's feminine. And what do feminine people do? They carry purses. So basically women are weak because they need masks. And it's just really interesting coming from, it was really interesting, especially because it was coming from coming from a woman. So I wasn't sure how to take it, which is why I, which is why I, um, I asked the question um, in the first place because I was so confused. Um, another quote that was was that apparently he did want to wear a mask or he was going to or um, let's see it says Trump implied at one point that to wear one publicly would be to give in quote unquote I didn't want to give the press